Welcome to the Vantage Performance Podcast. I'm Phil Dobby. Michael Fingland is with me too. As we look at the new safe harbour legislation that protects directors who try to rescue businesses, but previously might have been worried about their personal liability for doing so. Now, I'm sure you've read it by now. The Treasury Laws Amendment in brackets 2017 Enterprise Incentives Number 2 Bill. Uh, you know, who doesn't while away their hours working through government bills? But this is uh, it's an important change to how company directors are treated if they are actively trying to save a business that's running into trouble. To talk through the changes and why it's been introduced, Michael Fingland is with me again, CEO and Executive Director of Vantage Performance. The issue it's trying to correct, as I understand it, Michael, is people winding up a business because they fear that if they don't, they could be responsible for potentially trading insolvent. So they're ruining what could have been the chance to save the business. Is that basically it in a nutshell? Yeah, good morning, Phil. Yeah, it's it's a real game changer for the Australian business landscape. And it's something that as a firm we've been advocating for for a number of years because you know, many, many years ago when we set up Vantage, when I, when I came back from London, there were two, two big changes that needed to happen in the Australian landscape for... Uh, a, a, a genuine business rescue and turnaround culture to to firmly establish itself. And the first was going to be you know, the financiers taking a really uh, proactive and a lot more proactive stance uh, on uh, early intervention and, and helping their clients restructure and get back on track. And we've seen that happen for a number of years. And and then legislative change. And uh, it's now upon us. It'll, it'll, it's due to go live 1 January. And as you alluded to, the... The big issue here is that for the SME to mid-market space, if the directors are aware of insolvent trading, which means you can be personally liable for the debts you incur once the business becomes insolvent, um, they, if they are aware of it, they are too scared to put their hand up and get help because they're worried that that, that draws a line in the sand and, and that's obviously when they were insolvent. So they don't seek help um, as early as they should. And at the big end of town, large corporate and, and listed uh, a lot of directors in that space, particularly non-executive directors, uh, are too concerned about personal liability and they're not going to risk their personal net wealth over a 30 to 50 grand NED fee that they get every year. So they prematurely put their hand up and go into voluntary administration, which causes lots of destruction of, of wealth and jobs and, and huge collateral issues, which you know is, is everything that we... Um, are about advantages to try and improve the rate of business success. So this is a really big game changer for the industry, for the economy. Um, it's going to uh, foster a much greater early intervention culture, right? which can only lead to more businesses being being saved, and, and that's a good thing. So it does that by basically making them immune to that liability, does it? That's right. It's it's designed as a as a carve-out. In, in, Amer- in a nutshell, around the world, America is very debtor-friendly, very company-friendly in terms of their laws. Uh, Australia has a very harsh, sort of more of a, uh, a stick approach, where if you're insolvent or trading whilst insolvent, you then have some defences that you, you can deploy, but you still have to spend a lot of money with lawyers, etc., trying to defend uh, uh, you know, any action from a liquidator or ASIC. In the UK and Europe, it's more of a balanced approach. And our laws uh, coming into place now, uh, it'll act as a carve-out from insolvent trading. So uh, you know, our laws are going to be more aligned to Europe um, than, than, than they ever have been, which is a, a good thing. So it's, it's really coming down to a business judgment type rule, which, which um, the industry's been advocating, along with the AICD and all the other professional bodies, uh, to 
provide a framework where as long as the directors have engaged a suitably qualified restructuring turnaround practitioner, they, they've come up with a plan, they genuinely believe that plan is likely to, it doesn't have to be 100% guaranteed, but as long as everyone around that table, the boardroom table, along with their advisors, believes that this plan, the turnaround plan, restructure plan, is likely to lead to a better result than immediately going into voluntary administration or liquidation, then they're covered. Right. They, they've, they've got this safe harbour, as they're calling it, so it's a, it's a protective bubble, if you like. Um, so the directors you know, cannot be sued for insolvent trading. And and then you know, there's a there's a, a few things you need to tick the box to qualify. One, there's no outstanding employee entitlements like super, et cetera. Um, you, you, you're lodging all of your tax um, forms on time, BAS and tax returns and whatever. Um, and, and you can actually be insolvent. So if you if you think you might be sailing close to the wind or you might actually be insolvent, you can still get protection for the safe harbour as long as you do those steps. Engage a qualified uh, practitioner, come up with a plan, have a genuinely uh, reasonable belief that this plan is going to result in a better outcome than a VA or liquidation immediately. Uh, if, if all those boxes are ticked, the board then signs a minute and, and then that, the, 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 the protection mechanism actually kicks in when you start developing the plan, and not, it do- not, not when you have the minutes. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how you got into that situation, because obviously some companies no. fall into trouble because of external circumstances, which are beyond the control of the directors. But other times, it's entirely down to the directors or, or the mismanagement of the company. Yeah. It doesn't matter so long as you're showing... It doesn't matter. Right. But you Proactiveness, do- as, as long as you're taking good steps, um, commercial steps, you're doing it for the right reasons. You're getting a... You've got the advice. Uh, you've, got, you've got a robust plan. And then you've got to execute on a plan. There's no good if you come up with a plan and then it sits on the shelf and you've just done this, you know, for optics reasons that you'll, you'll drop out of safe harbour. So you need to be uh, executing that plan and regularly assessing that question: Are we comfortable that this is still going to result in a better outcome than if we go into VA or liquidation straight away? So that that's your ongoing test, if you like, that the board or the director needs to to be comfortable with with their advisors. And as long as you're comfortable with that question, you can keep pushing on with that plan for as long as it takes. Um, it could be three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months. As long as you're you're comfortable that that test is met along the way, then you are protected. Right. And I mean, is and is the divide as clear as you're describing it? Because obviously you'd want to make sure it is. If you uh, if you want to carry on knowing you you, the, you are being granted this safe harbour, you, you know, you mm-hmm. want to going to make sure that that is the case and you're not under the illusion that you are and then discover down the track that you're not and you're still liable. Yeah, look, the, the whole intent behind this is to encourage a more turnaround and workout culture in Australia. So the legislation has been drafted suitably wide enough. Um, so, yeah, there's some wiggle room there. Um, you know, it's not, hey, if you've, if you've made losses for three months in a row, then you're no longer protected. That's, that's, it's not as prescriptive as that. It's as long as the directors still believe that the plan they've got in place, and your plan often changes in turnarounds, as you know, as we've talked about. So it doesn't have to be the same plan that you started with, but as long as the plan you're currently working on is still in the in the belief of the directors that it's likely to result in a better outcome, then then you're still protected. Right. And obviously, the real protection here comes with having the, the, the turnaround advisor working with you and the board, your legal advisor working with you, your accountant uh, as well uh, at, at certain times. So... You know the board is going to derive some 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 comfort from those qualified advisors to help them assess that test on the way through. And you know there will be some of these that still collapse, of course. But you know when when a liquidator looks back in time, uh, 
there's going to be a lot of weight of evidence where the board, the, the advisors have all been saying along the way, this plan, and here it is, and here's the 100-day plan, and here's all the initiatives, and you know we've got the support of our financiers and creditors and customers, and you know, all of those things are going to uh, uh, you know, go in the, the favour of of the directors as long as you are demonstrating that you are executing on that plan. Okay. If the plan doesn't work for some reason, <clears throat> then there are some things that happen in turnarounds that are outside your control. The economy could tank. Um, you know, uh, you might lose a major customer. Yeah, competitor comes in. Anything can happen. But but that you're not going to be punished for that. What you will be punished for is if you're not executing on that plan and you, you've just done it for optics reasons and it sits on the shelf and had no intention of of, of, of it you know, going through that process. Um, that's going to be reckless and, and, and you won't be covered. But as long as you're continuing to work on that plan and you think it's a... So there's going to be some um, sort of compliance uh, processes that, that any advisor and board needs to build into this process. So you've got those regular catch-up um, meetings with the board where you can demonstrate that, that this is still in the best interest of creditors. So who makes the call as to whether you qualify for the safe harbour or not? Is that something that's applied down the track? If something goes wrong and then it looks like there's legal proceedings, then it, 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 it falls to lawyers to fight it out? Or, or is there an overseeing so the board body? Does. Right. Yeah, the, way, the way that the government's drafted the legislation, which is, which is clever, uh, not so much clever, but it's suitable, it's, it's practical, is that it's the board's decision. The board has to be comfortable um, upon taking appropriate advice. So this is where, you know, it's going to encourage and, and essentially mandate that boards have to get qualified. You know, and we're not talking about people in their mid twenties. You, you've got to have a, you want to be getting a seasoned professional mm. um, to help the board demonstrate that this is we've, we've ticked all the boxes. Uh, and it's not going to be hard to do as long as you've got the plan and, and you can. You know, you calculate what the business would look like if it goes into VA and liquidation now. And you can do that now with every business. You can work out what the downside risk is and what the likely return to creditors is in a liquidation receivership PA scenario. So that'll be part of the process to say, here's our plan. If it works and we all believe, you know, we've all signed up to this and we all believe all the initiatives are sound, reasonable, will work, and we've got the support of our stakeholder group, um, you weigh that up against, well, if we're going to VA now, it's a likely shutdown and creditors are going to get five cents, maybe 10 cents or zero, you know, it's going to be pretty easy as long as you've got a good, robust plan to to um, be able to tick those boxes. And and for the board and the advisor group to say the overweighting weight of weight of evidence supports that we tick all the boxes. Um, and you know, if if a, if a business does collapse down the track, a liquidator will still have an obligation to look at um, did the board and the advisor group have you know reasonable grounds to make that call. And that's why it's going to be very evidentiary based. Uh, so you can say to a liquidator down the track, or, or ASIC for that matter, look, yeah, here's the turnaround plan, here's the cash flows, the three ways, here's the letters of support, here's, here's the, the, the agreement we've reached with our financiers. All of those things will then just mm. make it make it very very clear that you had you had every every right to enact the safe harbour protection. Right. So I can see how it changes the the rules for directors. Uh, what does mm-hmm. it do, What does it do for financiers? I guess in a way, it sort of reduces mm-hmm. the risk for them, does it? It does. It's it's going to be huge in that it's going to change the way. And we, we've started talking to financiers about this. It's going to change the way they bring on deals in the first place. Because if they if they're refinancing a business that you know, has had some losses and things like that, they may wish to 
uh, ask the question in their due diligence process, have you ever enacted safe harbour? Are you currently in a safe harbour? Particularly those financiers that do specialise in investing or, or financing businesses in a turnaround, they're going to want to, in our view, uh, ensure that the directors have enacted safe harbour because it also protects the banks as well, or the financiers, uh, from from uh, any potential insolvency issue or, or you know, it's always, it's always ever present, the whole issue of shadow directorship for for some financiers who overstep the mark and, and and really take an active role in the management of the business. It's it's rare, but it's a theoretical risk that they're all very mindful of. Well, this will also protect the banks as well, right. uh, or any financiers for that matter. So uh, they're going to be wanting to ask that question on the way in or ensure that they've, they've enacted safe harbour because it also means that, you know, if, the, if a board has enacted safe harbour or a director, then... That means they've got the plan, they've got everything in place, which increases the credit risk, uh, or sorry, reduces the credit risk and increases the credit quality of, of that file. Conversely, if a file has dropped into the workout division of a financier, uh, in our view again, and, and this is where we think this is going to head, is the a condition of ongoing support by your financier group will be a condition that the board has enacted safe harbour. Again, it means they've got the plan, they've got all of the evidence in place to support you know, a, a robust and successful turnaround. Um, and it also protects the financiers as well. So it is going to change internal processes for financiers. And the other thing which which uh, you know, we've identified that no one else seems to have yet is the it's going to have an impact on accountants and lawyers as well because there's going to be an expectation, because this is new, there's going to be an expectation on accountants and lawyers to advise their client base of this because if a client, if a I mean, the directors are still responsible to be aware of what's happening in the business industry and to be on top of compliance issues, but there is a risk here that, you know, if an accountant or a lawyer has a, has a client that gets into strife, um, you know, they're aware of it and, and they don't do anything about it per se, Will the directors be able to go back to the accountant and lawyer and say, "Hey, why didn't you tell me about the safe harbour protection? If we had have enacted this, we wouldn't be getting sued now." Yeah. So yeah. there's going to be a huge education process that's going to be required. It's going to happen anyway, but every accountant, lawyer, financier is going to have to look at ways or look understand how this is going to change their process, the way they interact with clients, um, the way they communicate this issue to to their database via their newsletters, etc. So it's going to be a huge media campaign. Um, by the government, but also by industry, to ensure that every director is aware of this, and the end result is going to be a lot more directors seeking help earlier, um, which means more businesses will be saved, and and that and that's just a fantastic thing. Yeah, so it's good news all around. Unless you're an administrator, perhaps it's, it's not such good news if you're an administrator. You might <laughs> expect a downturn next year as this comes into law. Um, so, I mean, just finally, then, I mean, how? I mean, you say it's a big thing. I mean, just how big is it? How? Mm. how what sort of quantum change is it going to have to the Australian business landscape? Look, it's a game changer. I mean, we did some, uh, we did a study a number of years ago and worked out that, you know, looking at average rates of of recovery in VAs and things like that, um, just a um, a five to ten percent improvement in the rate of success or reduction in the rate of failure could have a thirteen billion dollar annual impact on the economy. Mm. Thirteen billion dollars. So, so it's it's huge. It's really huge. It's not going to happen straight away. It, this will take time to filter out, you know, into into business land and for every director to become aware of. But that's where every accountant, lawyer, banker has an obligation, uh, and and in the media, 
to get this message out there because it's going to help the economy. It's going to save jobs, and it's it's, it's a real game changer. It's it's that on top of the banks acting a lot more proactively, which, which as I said, has been happening for a number of years now, uh, is going to have a huge impact on on the rate of business success, which means less redundancies, less you know people living on on uh, on the government um, uh, schemes. And uh, and less disruption because for every company that collapses, there's another hundred that are impacted. Right, and more innovation. And I mean, you know, I mean, the more, more uh, the, the, the prime minister has been making a big thing about innovation. I guess this is a this is a big point towards that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the argument, you know, from, from some corners of, of of the professional community, say, well, you know, businesses collapse. There's an efficient process in place being receivership and liquidation where you recycle those assets and another business picks them up and you know it's efficient well it's not because you know a huge disruption happens because yeah those assets might then get sold to another business that picks them up cheaply but you've got 100 200 500 people out of a job um, they take three months to get another job or longer so you've got impact on government wages you've got impacts on families it's it's huge it's it's, it's a very inefficient um, recycling process so if that business you know, survives. Uh, there's no disruption, and mm. and they continue investing in innovation and R and D and and growing the business. So you know, it, it's it's that's that's the best way to to recycle assets is to keep them in there and and yeah. recycle them and, and and invest in them and yeah. sell them when you don't need any more because you buy new ones. Having learned a lot in the process, I'm sure as well. Okay, it sounds like uh, very good news. Great to talk again, Michael. We'll catch you again very soon. Cheers, Phil. Big changes coming that will save many businesses and protect company directors in the process. It all makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And that is it. That's the Vantage Performance Podcast with Michael Fingland. I'm Phil Dobby. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. 